Let's go, let's go. So we left off yesterday with a uh, shtickle um, discussion on the Indian of Yehudim, and we were explaining how they work and what the Mila is about them. And we're holding on page 236, uh, paragraph Yud. Rabbi, I keep missing classes, but then we come back and it's the exact same page. Well, this page is a lot of information, so therefore we've been discussing no, a lot I'm outside. It's not, it's not bad. I'm saying, no, I'm saying not, not, in, not in a bad way. I'm saying in a good way. Like, oh. Okay, you have to listen to the shirim. We have now 13 shirim up online wow. on this mimer. So that's good to hear. And that's it. Okay, so let's go back. So it says like this. Um, all right, let's just go from the beginning. We'll go quickly through it. But I'll pee... And according to what we explained above, I'm going to go really quickly through the part that we did yesterday, that we caught at the end of yesterday's class, and then I'm going to slow down. So now we have a very good explanation. With regards to Yehudim Al-Yonim, which we started to discuss on Ois base, right? Paragraph base. So it's known to anyone that goes into and learns into the books of the Kabbalists, Kamoha Pardes, right? Like with the Pardes, the Pardes is referring to the Pardes Rimonim, famous encyclopedia of Kabbalah by the Ramak. That how the main Magama, Magama means a, uh, a like a, a target. Like in modern day Hebrew, I think it, it would be like the target range, the magama. What, what, who is it? You know, what is what is the goal? What is the focus? What is the the target? Right? Of all our Torah mitzvahs, v'kriyishma v'tvila hu liyachid yichudim elyonim yichudzun or ava. I think that's as far as we got yesterday. And it says like this: v'yeish kama milos v'mandregos be'inyanah yichudim. Now, as well as we started to explain yesterday. There are different mailas and the different madregas in the actual Yehudim themselves. Okay, this is this is why you have books and books and books. Um, I should have brought some uh, books here to show you, but uh, uh, like how a person, what is a person supposed to have in kavanas for different mitzvahs? So, for example, if you like take the the Haggadah, Pesach, right? There's a lot of a lot of um, things going on over there on Pesach, especially. Um, and and this, on the Seder night, obviously, referring to, and different Yehudim that are happening. So the Chiddush of Pesach, for example, just to give you an idea, is that there are, obviously, as we were discussing, there are different levels, right, in terms of what uh, type of orc come in at different with different mitzvahs that we're doing. And usually the way it works is that what happens is that you start on the bottom, and you grow, right? So you start on a lower level, and you build, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, until you get to a higher level. On Pesach, it's the opposite. That's the idea of that the idea of Pesach, or the idea of jumping over. What happens is that the major, uh, the major uh, revelation that happens on the Pesach night, in terms of the Seder, is the first Kiddush. The first Kiddush is like this major revelation that it blows everything out of the water, and it's like very few times in the year that you have like such a revelation like this, if, if ever, I don't remember, but, um, but it's like huge, huge revelation that you start off with the first Kiddush, right? And so that's a certain type of Yichud that, that happens, and obviously if you have the Kavana, right, the whole idea is that you should have in mind what's going on. 
Then you do the karpas, and it's like making up for things that we passed, that we, <laughs> we jumped over, basically. Right? So this is like a whole part of the whole kavanah. So you see that each different mitzvah has different kavanas that go with it. So you have the first kiddish, and then the second kiddish, and the third kiddish, and the fourth kiddish. They all refer to different things that are going on. Uh, in the upper world on the Seder night. And then you have like the karpas and you have of course the eating the matzah and what the matzah represents and the, the, how the wine represents one side of the story and the matzah is on the other side of the story. And like there are all these different Yehudim that are, that are going on. And according to like the Mila of the particular Yehud that we're talking about, that's going to be like the Mila of the particular day. Come over Shabbos. So for example on Shabbos, so the major Yehudim that are going on in Shabbos, and in particular Shabbos by, um, by Kesser in Musaf is a, f- a huge thing, and then Mincha davening is the biggest. Uh, basically, you're building up the whole day on Shabbos until you finally can get up to the level of Mincha, right? So this is Ba'ifen Zer, Ba'yomta Ba'ifen Acher, and Yomtev, it's a different type of Yehud that takes place. V'chein Barosh Chodesh, and also Barosh Chodesh. So essentially what we're saying here is that, that there are different things that are really going on. That's one of the reasons why people find it very, very interesting uh, learning more about the Kabbalah is because it's very fascinating, basically, when you know what you're actually doing. Like, in other words, when you look at Shabbos from a certain perspective and you realize different steps that are taking place in the spiritual worlds based on what's happening on Shabbos, based on our davening on Shabbos, based on our Kiddush on Shabbos, based on different things, it it makes it much more... um, you know, from people, it makes it much more real. Let's put it that way. Like, that, like, it's not just like you're falling into Shabbos, but you're actually, you're accomplishing this level here and this level there and whatever. Anyway, regardless of whether you're interested in it or not, what's happening is that there are different events that are being accomplished through these different Yehudim. And the key point here, what we're trying to say, is that there are different Yehudim that are taking place. It's not all just one and the same thing that's going on. It's many, many different things that are going on. Daniel, with us? Brazil, they're like two hours ahead. You know, it's already 10.30 in the morning, right? So it's, it's uh, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, you know. Come on. So it's like this. move on. So now we're going to pull a, uh, a similar type of story here than what we had last time. So lechayra in a move on on the surface is not understood, yeah. Mm-hmm. So immediately he now turns around and he says, uh, it goes back the opposite way, and he says like this: We just spent all this time talking about these yehudim, etc. But again, he uses a similar language to what we did earlier with regards to the different names. What's the big deal? Why are we making such a big noise out of it? Why are we making such a big sturm over this? Because why? Why is it such a funny thing? It's known that the holy shtalshlus of all the worlds. In other words, everything that we've been talking about with regards to, first we were talking about the names. Why do we have to make such a big deal over the names? Now we're talking about why do we have to make such a big deal over the Yehudim? At the end of the day, what? All the whole Seder Ishtalshalus, going from the highest levels, right? The highest level, the beginning level of the Seder Ishtalshalus is Ak, Adam Kadmon, right? That's the first level. All the way down to the rock on the street outside. It's all like a tipa mo'kainis. It's a phrase that's used very often. It's a drop in the ocean. 
right? One drop of water compared to the ocean is like pashit nothing, right? In relationship to in relation to the Ainso Baruch. And that's what it says here, Afilo Ak, Afilo Adam Kadmon, Afilo the first level, right? Which is the first level as soon as right after the Tzimtzum. Shu Reish is called which is the beginning of all the Eilamos, but Klalusam and all, they're all, you know, it inclu- it's included, every, all the Eilamos are basically included into Ak, right? Because everything is growing on the, on the top of Ak, right? Nimshach, or Ainsof, it's all being drawn down from the Or Ainsof, Tzimtzum. It all comes through the Tzimtzum Atzum. And this is a makompanim, right? As it's explained in Okay, so let's explain what's going on here. Um, let's go with the history lesson of the existence of the world. Essentially, you have the Einsof, right? Infinity. You have infinite energy, infinite whatever you want to call it, right? And then what happens is that Hashem, it goes up in Hashem's heart and that He wants to create a world. But how do you create a world in a place where uh, there is no space for anything else? It's only Him, right? So essentially what happens is that there is a, so to speak, a magnet that sucks up the ore. And you can call it the way the, the way the language is a little the language in the Kabbalah is it's called an or zach and an or gatz. It talks about it in two different formats, right? The or zach, right, which means a refined or, and or gatz is a, so to speak a materialistic, but of course not materialistic like we know materialistic, right? So the, the or zach gets pulled up, which leaves the or gatz, right? In the language of, of Hasidus, it's called Or and Keli, right? Or the light, the concept of Or and Keli is different at each level. So before the Tzimtzum, what we're calling is, we're calling it the Kayach of the Einsof and the Kayach of, or Kayach HaGbligvul and Kayach HaGvul, right? What happens is that the Kayach HaBligvul gets pulled up, gets, so to speak, magneted, Right, sucked up, which leaves behind the kayach agvul. The kayach agvul becomes the makom panoi. You could say it in a lot of different ways. You could also use the letters yud ke vav ke. Similar idea. Yud ke are is like a higher level light. It's called the or makif, right? And then the vav ke is more of a pnimius like, right? Now, in the pnimius light, which we're going to call the or gas, right? You have a zach of the gas and the gas of the gas. The vav would be the zach of the gas, and the hey would be the gas of the gas. So what you could say is that the 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 zach of the gas gets pulled up into the yud k. So you have a yud k vav, and you are left over with the hey, which is the or gas of the gas, right? And that becomes the makompanu, which becomes the the vessel, it becomes the place, the playing ground, or the makom, the place where the creation could be. In the words of the Arizal, what happens is that it's nistalika or lamaila, right? The or comes up above, and it leaves behind a makom panui. leaves behind an empty space. Now, this empty space is not an empty space. What you have here is, is left over is what is known as, in, in the language of Hasidis, is the kayach which later becomes known as the rishima. Rishima means a trace, Right? The Shima is this trace of, so to speak, what will later become 
the kalim. Then, right, so you have, if you can imagine, for example, the example that I like to give, which I never saw anywhere, I totally made it up, so you could take it as far as you could throw it. But I think it, ma- it makes it more clear to my brain. Um, like the, the example that I like to give is from the ocean water. That in the ocean water, you have water and you have salt. But you don't see the salt. The salt is completely overwhelmed by the water. Right? That's like the idea of before the tzimtzum. Right? So in, before the tzimtzum, the, the, the light of the bleakvul is totally overwhelming the light of the gvul. Right? It's just totally overwhelming. It's similar to the water and the salt. But if you then, right, how do they make salt or sea salt? They put the salt water, the ocean water, into areas, right? And then that the sun, right, basically evaporates the water, right? It sucks up the water, so to speak, if using our terminology here. And it leaves behind the salt. It's not creating salt. Salt was there the whole time. It was just invisible to our eyes because all we could see was the water, because the water was overwhelming the salt. But the salt was always there. It's just it didn't have a chance to express itself because it was overwhelmed by the water. Then that salt becomes, right, so to speak, the kali. So now the same thing is called three different names. And if you take a Polaroid picture at three different spots. So before the tzimtzum, it's called, it's called the kayachagvul. In the tzimtzum, it's called the makom panui and the rishima, right? After the after in the starting of the Seder Ishtalshalitz is called Kalim. You got it? So that's what's basically going on here. Yes, okay, David first. You have a question? Oh, you don't have a question. Fine, good. So Rishima is basically Right. Rishima literally means a trace. Like, you know, like the Rishimas, the Rebbe, right? Those are the traces that, he, that, that are from his own book. So, so the idea is, is it's the same idea. But what you have is the Orgas... Right, or the keli, or the kayach gvul, these are all the similar ideas that I'm leaving behind, right, that comes in in order to express something. Like, for example, let's say that I have a whiteboard, and I use chalk on a whiteboard. There's not going to be any gilui. There can't be any gilui there, because there's nothing to define or limit, right, the white of the chalk. On the other hand, if I put it on a blackboard, I don't know if anyone's ever seen a blackboard, but when I was growing up, that's all we had was blackboards, right? So you have, and now you have a makom with which to reveal the chalk, right? Because without that makom, without that gvura, without that limitation, right, you're not going to be able to see the white chalk. If you put white on, white on, this, on our whiteboards that we have now, if you take chalk, there's no gilu, there's nothing there, because it's just overwhelmed by the white. It's dafka, the blackboard, that enables there to be the white, right, because of what? Because of the gvura, because of the limitation, because of the makom. It's, it's, cause, it's like a stage for it to happen. Wait, the so same thing here. So, what? So the blackboard is the gvul kaya? Right, the, the kaya ha same idea, right. So what happens is that you have this, the ore going out, then you are left behind with the Kayach HaGvul. But then you have afterwards, nothing can be created through the Kayach HaGvul, right? What you need then is that the Kav now comes back in. A limited light, which gets, it's a, like a, a laser beam of light, which comes back into, to animate the Kali. The Kav is the ore, right? That's coming back into the empty space 
right, in order to animate. And then that kav basically comes down into this empty space. And the way it explains in Kabbalah, it starts and it goes in a circle around, right? And that becomes the makifim, right? It begins with the what are known as the surrounding light, and that becomes the ma'ak. So it would be like the first level of keser of ak. Then it goes down next level, chachmah of ak, a circle. Then it goes down a little bit more, and it becomes bina of ak, and then it circles. So that's one light that comes, that's how it starts. And then it comes, that's called an or makiv. And then there's an or yasha that comes down into that, which begins uh, what we discussed. That's basically the discussion that we're having, which is the panemistic or, which becomes the seidrish dalshos. And that uh, then starts with ak, and is basically you know, what, we, what we'll call the which begins with Ak. You have you know, different worlds over there, but we'll call it, well, just, it, that's a general idea. And then after the level of, after the level of what we're calling Ak, right? So then you have up until Atsilis. So you have basically five main divisions, right? So you have basically Ak, then you have Atsilus, Briatir, and Asiya. That's the general. If you, you can go more and more details into it, obviously, then what you would say is there's basically three movements. There's what is known as the Eilamos Einsof, which is everything above Atsilus, right? Which is the or is much greater than the Kali. So you have, like, for example, 10 spheres and one Kali, right? For example, because the or is so great. They can. Then you have what you call uh, what ending up in Tohu, right? Because Tohu then, that the Kali was still too weak for the ore, but it was divided into ten. So therefore, as, as obviously we know, the ore overwhelms the Kali and breaks the Kali. And therefore, that's what winds up becoming what is known as the Shvirus HaKalim. It comes down into the worlds. Then you have Atsilus. Atsilus is even. Ore and Kali. Right? And then you have the worlds of Bia, which is Bria, Tzir, and Asiya, which are going to be, they're going to be the Kalim are stronger than the Or, which allows there to be the concept of a Yesh. Right? So that's why, for example, if you were to compare Chesed of Atzilus to Malach Mechal, Malach Mechal's whole existence is about doing Chesed. Right? That's his whole Matthias. But he has a Matthias. He has his own Matthias. As opposed to Chesed of Atzilus is Elokus. You can't say that Chesed of Atzilus is something having its own Matthias. Okay, here's the first question. Did oh, I answer so your question already? Do you, uh, no. Okay. Okay, you it is the Rishima. It is the Rishima. Right. It's just okay. called by a different name. It, it, like I said, if you take a picture at different stages of the Seidrish Dalshalas, we're really working with two tools throughout the whole Seidrish Dalshalas. They're called by different names at different places, but they're the same two, two tools. In the, in the Moshe you use, what's the relation to, like the next part you said, uh, Well, the, what happens is that when the Or goes out, when there's an installic of the Or, the Or gets pulled out, as the Arizal explains, right? It leaves behind an empty space. Now that empty space, right, is where everything happens. Okay, so that is, in my muscle of the salt and the water, it, it doesn't exist. I, because I told you, I made up that muscle. That muscle is for that in that empty space, it's not really an empty space. What you have left in there, what's filling that space, is what we're going to call the Rishima. That's where my muscle comes in. Okay, but, and, and, and or in, in certain language, in the, in, that's the language of Hasidus. In the language of Kabbalah, they call it the Or HaGas, otherwise known as Malchus. Right? Gas means thick. Or zach is refined, or gas is thick. 
right? And, or what you could say, like the Arizal explains in terms of the Yud K Vav K. The Yud K is the Or Azach. The vav k is or agas, but the vav of the or of the of the of k is the or azach of the or agas, and therefore when the when the when it when it pulls up, what happens is that the vav pulls up to be connected to the yud and the k. It leaves behind the k, which is the empty space basically, or malchus, which is the uh, the ultimate keli, because it says malchus is really nothing. Malchus is really a non-entity. It's a buildup of everything else that goes into it, right? So therefore, that becomes the that becomes the like what I would call the playing field where everything's going to happen now. But in order for it to happen, it needs to it needs it needs a space. So, for example, um, for example, uh, the example that in the beginning of some above the Rebbe Rashab uses is of a student, right? A student and a teacher. So, if a teacher comes along and he just gives over the information like in the way the teacher knows, so what's going to happen? The student's going to be. It's not called gilui. Right? Because the, the class is going to be way over the student's head. She's not going to understand anything. Right? But then, let's say that, that the teacher takes away most of the information and tries to give it over in a very limited manner. Oh, so now, this teach, now the student's going to be able to understand it. Right? But the objective is really not to stay right there. The objective is to build up the student to the point that the student is now going to be able to understand more and more and more and more and more and more until the student really would be able to understand exactly what the teacher wanted to give over from the beginning, right? That's the goal of the teacher, right? To build up the student. But if the student, if the, if the teacher gives it over all at once, it's not going to work. So that's the same thing that we're talking about in a certain way. That, that's what we're doing. We're trying to build more and more and more ore to come into the system. But the only way that could work is once you have a system. Now you have to build the system. Yeah, Avram. Um, two questions. Yep. Why does the Russian change between the Kabbalah and the Chassidus? The Chassidus is... It happens all the time. Because different different words are used in different places to try to explain it. My second question is, it seems, <coughs> from my limited perspective, that Chassidus talks very much about the community of the, like, the, the communities are the, the, the cops going into the... Yeah, that's what everyone talks about. Why? So why why doesn't it focus? Why don't we focus ever on the market? It's not. It's not. It's not. That's not our uh, domain to to be involved in. It's, it's beyond us. So, even Kabbalah, Arizal mentions it very briefly. He talks about it, the idea, and it's like probably people have seen the pictures of the circles and whatever, and then immediately goes into because the the main thing is the Ariyashar. That's the main thing. Starting and even the truth be known. In Arizal, he doesn't even really talk about the beginning. Like, like you could divide up. Uh, everything is divided up into fours, right? So you have, you could talk about it in different ways. So you could say Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. You could say the name Av, Sag, Ma, and Ben. That's another way of talking about it. You could talk about it in terms of what are known as the Tamim. It's called Tanta. Tamim, you know what Tamim are? Tamim are the notes, the musical notes. Right, that are on the for the chumash, right? So it's tamim. Nakudas are the actual nakudas of the vowels. Then you have tagim, which are the crowns on the top of the letters, and then you have the oisios. It's another four. So sometimes it, it'll use it like this, and sometimes it, because what is it going on? Trying to to describe the indescribable. So sometimes in 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 the lashon of the Kabbalah, it'll use the yud ke vav ke as the main thing. And we're talking about in terms of uh, 
this, the names, right? Av, Sag, Ma, and Ben. Av is, it's all the way you spell out the Yud, Kei, Vav, So Yud is always spelled out Yud, Vav, Dalet. So that's equal to 20, right? If the Gematria is 20. Then Hey is a big question. How are you going to spell the Hey? So you could spell the Hey in many different ways. So in the way of Av, Av is the Gematria of 72, right? So 72, how are you going to get to 72? So Av would be, uh, uh, what is it? Hey Yud and Hey Yud is 50, right? Because you have 15, uh, Hey, or maybe it's Hey Yud, Hey, Hey Yud, Hey, uh, is uh, 20 and 20, which is plus 20 is, is 40. And then you have Vav Vav which would be equaling to 12. So that's 60 plus 12 is 72, right? Anyway, the, the, this is, you, you, you work out the different gematrias, but the way it spells it out, you spell it out in different ways. And then sometimes it also has a language of the human being, like a human form. So you'd start off with the, the skull, right? Av would be the Av of Ak, for example. It talks about the, the Av the Av, and you have the Sag the Av, and you have the Ma the Av, and you have the Ben the Av. And then you have the this av the sag, and it goes like that. And so, therefore, like you could use it as like a human body. Like sometimes it talks about right the head, right the golgolsa, and then that's like the part that the Arizal doesn't even talk about. this such a high level. It only starts at the sag, the level of sag, which is then you talk about the, what is known as the oznaim, right? It's coming out from the oznaim, choytem and pe. Right, so then you talk about right. That's the that's like the face, and it goes all the way down to the the belly button, and then the belly button down is the ma and the ban. And so these are different things that you could. There's trying to use different analogies in order to explain the indescribable. Because how are you supposed to describe something that's totally spiritual that you can't like? We 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 are we are totally physical beings in terms of what we can comprehend. So it's using all of these different mashalim or all these nomenclature, I guess you can call it, right, to try to explain things that are very, that are basically indescribable. I don't know how we got off of it. I think we went through a, a history lesson here. I think. Anyway, so whatever. So let's go back to what we say here. So let's, let's go a little bit inside and then we'll, then we'll stop for today. That even Ak, right, which is the beginning of the Holy Shalshalus, is drawn down from the Orain Savayadeh, the Tsimsum Atum. This is the idea of the Makompani, which is explained in the Eitzchaim. That what happened was that the Or went up. Right, and what's left over is only the Rishima. I hope everyone can understand these words now after this discussion, right? And from that Rishima, who Shoirish the Shoirish, the Hisabus Ak. That is the beginning of like the root of the root to the bringing into existence of what will later become Ak, right? Because that was the that was the leftover of the what we call the leftover of the Kayachagvul, which will later become the Kalim of Ak. That's the way it works. Right? So then it says, and afterwards, when Ak was limited, and through the Simsum, it came comes out from Ak, Oilamos, the world. Now, how does it go from Ak all the way down? The same concept. Every time it's the same concept of how it goes down. In other words, there's a symptom that's happening constantly. It's always going the same way. You could even say that even in yourself, right, there's constantly symptoms that are taking place because, for example, you have this will to, like we talked about yesterday, to build a house. Well, how do you get from the will to build a house, to, to, to live in a house, to own a house, to actually getting a house? Well, you have to remove a lot of the ore 
in order to get to the point that you're going to now stop the idea of generally a house and you have to limit yourself to saying, okay, I want a house with four bedrooms and a kitchen and I want a house that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to look like this and not like that and not like that because when it was just in, in your level of Rotson, it was infinite, right? This, uh, not, not necessarily infinite, the house, but it could be a million different designs. It could be so many different things. Once you want to, once you bring it into an actuality, you have to, you have to limit yourself. You have to say, it's like the, it's like, you know, a child, his happiest moment is when he goes into a, a candy store and he's told that he can get any candy he wants. Well, at that moment, he has all the candies, right? Because he could have anyone. The worst moment is when he chooses one. Because now he's limited himself that he only has this candy. But Payal Mamish, he has a candy to eat. But before, he had the whole store. And we are that child, always, in everything that we do. So there has to be a tzimtzum in every spot, in every aspect of a person's life, in order to actualize it. Otherwise, a person's living in, uh, you know, the you know, in the world of fantasy, right? Which many of us do live in. But, but the point is, is that it's not, it's not real. It can't be real. So the same thing is happening, Lahavdil, and if you go back up to Ak. So how are you going to get from Ak all the way down to finally getting into Atsilus? You have to go through limitation after limitation. Those things are called Tsimsumi. So what happens is that once again, the ore gets sucked up, which drops down the bottom level, right? The bottom level then becomes a metzias in itself. And once it becomes a metzias in itself, it pulls down the next level of the ore that it's able to take. Right? What? What? What happens is that the ore gets pulled up, the, the higher level ore gets pulled up, the drop, the bottom drops down. Once the bottom is dropped down, now it's become its own metzias. So now it acts like a magnet to pull down, right? That's why the beginning of Ranat, the famous um, Hemshech from the Rebbe Rasham, explains it. it. Really, in essence, why should we have in almost every relationship there's a uh, a giver and a taker? But why should the giver want to give to the taker, to the receiver? We'll call it a receiver as opposed to a taker, right? You call it. You know, like you have a, a teacher, a student, husband, wife, right? God, Jewish people. Uh, I, I can't remember. There's like five different mashalim that gives there. Six different mashalim. What? What? What did you say? Quarterback and receiver. Quarterback and receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the quarterback makes so much more money. Why should he want to give to the receiver, right? Oh. Anyway, so, so the point being, why? Because there's something in... Really, in the in the in the macabre, which its root is coming from a higher level, and so therefore the the what appears to be higher is actually attracted to that which is lower because it senses the root which is really higher, and that's the way it works at each level. And so that's what he says here. Let, let me just fit, read one more line, and then we're going to stop for today. We'll continue. And through the tzimtzum, then he creates worlds that are below it. And again, you have more and more yishtalshlus until you finally get to Ava and Zun. Ava and Zun, remember, are Abba of Atzilus, Ema of Atzilus, Zah of Atzilus, Nukva of Atzilus, right? And then finally, from there, then you break down, you have another huge, huge tzimtzum, what we're going to call it tzimtzum. It's not called a tzimtzum, it's called breaking through the parsa, right? When you talk about between Atzilus and Bria, because now you have a situation where the kalim 
are stronger than the or. And then you have that, that's a whole new level, which winds up starting the whole world of Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, where now you could have the concept of a yesh, right? Now, the yesh of Bria, in, 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 in essence, cannot be compared to a rock in the middle of the street over here. It's also a yesh, right? Here, the yesh in a Bria is, is, is a malach, right? That is totally given over to Hashem. Over here, a rock is, the, but it's the same concept. The concept is the same, that you could have a keli, which is winning out over the or, right, in order to limit it and make it feel itself to be yesh. All right, please do Hazara. I hope everyone took lots of notes and you understand what I'm... And I hope that I wasn't too uh, cryptic and I was able to explain what I was talking about. And forgive me if I made any uh, mistakes on this. Hopefully it's, uh, it's clear, as you think.